My name is Ginger Danau. I come from Hana, Maui, Hawaii, the occupied lands of the Kanaka Maoli. I now live in Glorieta, New Mexico, the occupied lands of the Tewa Tiwa people, and also an active passage for many indigenous peoples across Turtle Island for time immemorial. I will be sharing with you a broadcast series connected through the threads of storytelling, song, kinship, and connection to land and water. Each session of this broadcast series, I will weave memory of connection to land and kin through audio. My various community ties of solidarity are to queer, femme, trans, non-binary, black, brown, indigenous, European-American, my family, my friends, my enemies, and those who I may never meet, but who have inspired me to keep going. My community includes the trees, the earth, and the waters that sustained me through my lifetime up until this moment. My survival is dependent on the connections I have to place, to who claims me, to community, to culture, traditional and evolving, and to trusting the bond in belonging, even though we can often feel displaced, unwanted, or othered. I am grateful for this life, for each memory that is woven together to create my mind and heart. I am grateful for audio, for sound, for sound to be a place that I can come to always for understanding, empathy, for trusting that sharing song and story will hold me, and for allowing me to grow. I remember the days when we were younger We used to catch Obu in the mountain street Round the Kualao hills we'd ride on
This first episode lays the thread. It will become the first time I have shared an approach to story that relates to me, my own telling. And it is very vulnerable, and I hope this sets up the series which will untangle relationship and place and people that have informed my practice in the way I relate to all those who I work with, live with, love, respect, and honor, and support. Now I share memory. Memory shifts. It jumps and teases us. Memory is our special dream of what makes us up in this life. Memory is personal, sacred, wounding and telling. Memory is subjective. Memory is a dream. 
Memory is a lie and memory is the most authentic truth. It can be difficult to recall details, think deeply on and respond to places and people that participate in our creation stories of this very lifetime, specifically when the details are not always positive. When there are any traumas involved in life experience, we can gloss over the parts that ultimately inform our very way of being. We promote the positive each time, we remember the good times, and we add a dash of sugar to make them sweeter and more vibrant. We speak less and less about the times that inform any pain, suffering, mental and physical harm, and we ask for them to sleep. We weave a tapestry of the way things should have gone. Bits of truth, bits of hope, bits of should have, bits of lies, bits of fantasy, bits of forgetting and bits of romance, bits of survival. No two people experience the same thing the same way or will remember the same. There are no two lived experiences alike and no two experiences are remembered the same through time. This is the gift of human mind. It can bend time, space, and reality to fit ego's needs or to protect heart and spirit. Our memory can evolve and distort to make us yearn for a place that in one reality has harmed us so deeply, but in the evolving and curated space of memory can become the nurturing cornerstone of an exquisite life. How we see our past is relative to how we evolve our memory to save our hearts and spirits and lives. We are systems carving pathways to surviving the unthinkable. Like all human beings, I have journeyed through many experiences in my life, have had the privilege to meet many humans who have informed my love of creating and supporting music, art, and cultural intersectionality. Creating spaces for music, dance, and poetry has always been a way of shaping my network and mapping out new positive memories. I've traveled around the world working to support people and movements and showing up for projects I believe in. I continue to witness and be inspired by the resilience of the human spirit as activated through community, creating art and music. In my journey, I have become an accomplice as my default mode, possibly in order to protect myself from truly healing through my own broken story, but mostly to support the amplification of work being created by people I love, whose stories continue to be erased or suppressed due to hate crime, racism, and othering. My work is a coping mechanism to build a memory that is vibrant, to build a life that my children may remember as full and complex, unapologetic and radically tender people, music and art. We survive, we survive it all. This broadcast series will be a dreamlike remembering of life on planet Earth through the filter of my memory the lens of a person who identifies as a queer femme woman and mother. The series of broadcasts will map memory through interview, poetry, music, and songs, and even recordings of my friends and family, creating a memory archive of my past 
an archive of feelings and love for land and people. This first broadcast in the series you're listening to right now is the memory of my home, the land I was born in, with, for, and the people and locations and songs that informed my being on this planet, the water that created my very life system and my body. In the middle of the Pacific Ocean, the water and the land of Hanamaui, Hawaii, this broadcast is my memory of that place and my love song to that place. Hey, 
would like to kick off this broadcast series and this episode with a poem I wrote about belonging. The rejection of belonging and the yearning to belong. It is called the forgiveness poem. This poem is very vulnerable to me, and please note there may be trigger warnings for the content. I wrote this poem in 2017 to accompany a tintype portrait I sat for, gathered by my dear friend Kaylee Spitzer who is a fierce, queer, indigenous, Jewish, identified femme I consider a sister, and who documents her communities in a beautifully vulnerable way through portrait photography. Kaylee requested all those she invited to sit for this particular series to submit an audio story or poem to accompany their portrait. And this poem you are about to hear came out of me for this. It asserts an abolition of nationalism and feels very anti-colonial to me personally. It calls out from my spirit to the land where I was created. It opens the space for this broadcast project to allow for complexity and vulnerability. And that is what I would like to weave into this for those all who tune in. This will begin the dream. This will begin the memory. So I hope you follow along and enjoy and practice respect for yourself, your community, for everything around you, understand the complexity and allow for intersectionality to exist. Aloha Pumehana. I am a product of fear, poverty, rape, white privilege, desperation, denial, hope, lies, war, appropriation, survival, love, hatred, hidden meanings, regret, peace, resiliency, progress, secrets, gentrification, lessons, escape, water, salt, 
dirt, the sacred, the corrupt, the shame, vulnerability, magic, compassion, and confusion. I am sorry. I cannot be everything I hope you can see in me. I cannot be everything in me you wish I held that I wish I could hold. I cannot be full or quarter or one-sixteenth or one-thirty-second or none or all of anything. I cannot claim to know where I fit in, to know who claims me, to know fully who I claim, but I do know where I come from and who loves me, and I will never forget. I can only speak for myself, and I am tired. I am exhausted of existing in my own narrative, of trying to prove my relationship to place. I will no longer do this. I cannot play this colonizer's game anymore. I am not Hawaiian. I am not Hawaiian. I am not Hawaiian. I am not Hawaiian. I recognize the land and water in which I was born and which raised me a sacred space. I recognize the faces of those who know and love me, who see beyond any colonial pie piece that holds my heart hostage. And with this love as strength, I will not be eaten alive any longer. I am no one, but I exist. I am broken and I am afraid. I dream to feel the stories, songs, and dances that I was raised in that call my heart to peace, but I am afraid to be them. I want to rip my heart out for you to test its authenticity. I want to give you the honor to tell me if I am enough. And then, as I take my last breath, look into my eyes and tell me that I am not. And I will forgive you. But will you forgive me?
Aloha, Ginger. This is your father. Mahalo for inviting me to participate in your podcast series, highlighting memories of home. I have very fond memories of our many adventurous experiences that relate to your home here in Hawaii. On the north shore of Maui, there's a valley called Mokupapa in the district of Huelo. This has been home for 37 of my 50 years on this island. One of the dearest heartfelt memories of this time on Mokupapa stream is when my son and daughter were youngsters. We had moved from Nahiku in Hana to our newly acquired Hoelo land, a windswept, almost barren, rolling bluff that had been overlooked on the real estate market because of its remoteness, lack of county water, being off the power grid, and four-wheel private access. A couple of squatter shacks were deep in the stream valley. We took up residence there. Because we were off-grid, our kerosene lamps had to be sufficient to get us to bed at night. The sound of the stream, like a softly sung lullaby. Being so young and used to country life, Ginger and her brother Dustin adjusted well to this self-reliant lifestyle. Ginger was still in cloth diapers, so at first the biggest issue was making water access more convenient than the process of hauling it from the stream. In addition to that, the privy outhouse was scary for the small children, so I engineered the eventual solution to an easier water access plan. Don't get me wrong, there were lots of fun times that first year. We bathed in the spring-fed stream all the time, and this contributed to a fuller appreciation of the water system to come. The water access challenge was solved by installing a pump house just above the stream, drawing the water up to it, and pumping it up to a recycled water tank at the valley's top ridge. When the tank was full, the pump's check valve closed and we had gravity-fed water pressure. The elevation difference provided sufficient pressure to enable me to build a wash house with flush toilet, hot shower, sink, and a generator-powered washing machine. Oh my goodness. No one had seen a flush toilet down our country road, and it was quite the conversation piece with the neighbors. The young children participated during this whole process, mostly as supervisors and giggling critics. It was a very bonding adventure to the land, our home, and each other. When you have the lucky opportunity in life to sink your roots into a piece of land for a very long time, the immediate landscape features and relationship to the land evolve into a novel of memories and well-appreciated results. Thanks for the memories. Love you, Ginger. Aloha, Dad. Aloha, my sister. Aloha mai kako. My name is Pamakani Pico. I am one of Ginger's so sister, one of her really good friends from Maui. Um, we met on the island of Maui. I originally from Molokai, but moved to Maui when I was 12 with my ohana. And I met you, Ginger. I remember the day I met you at Kalama Intermediate. And I vividly remember meeting you because, Ginger, you just had the most beautiful, biggest, brightest smile I've ever seen in my whole life. 
and I remember just seeing you and I was like wow like who is this beautiful wahine she's just so gorgeous like I gotta get to know her <laughs> and I think that's what's like so special about you you just like have this bright light of energy that just draws people to you and you just automatically want to just like get to know you and I remember just meeting her and we instantly connected right away and almost like like just became soul sisters on the first day <laughs> like literally was like okay yep she's like part of my soul sister like she's gonna be my sister for life and um i have a twin sister pumihana and we all just clicked and became so close-knit and like literally spent almost every single day together did everything together and she you know met my whole family my mom my dad my sisters and brothers and all my little sisters and brothers just adored her and my mom just fell in love with her and she practically like was like okay yup she's my hanai daughter and to this day she'll always like when we talk about ginger she's always like yep that's my hanai daughter <laughs> so yeah she's you know forever connected to us and that's what a soul sister is um but i just remember so many good memories we were some kolohe girls back in the day i mean we did some kolohe stuff like kolohe is mischievous and kind of naughty <laughs> but you know we were teenagers and we just wanted to have some fun and we did have fun and i was known as the goody two-shoe girl who didn't do nothing <laughs> but um we had so much fun together we um practically did everything like hula dancing hula we played music my mom taught her how to do lays we you know went we took her to molokai and she be, she just became part of my family and one of the gr awesome memories that i have is we connected over music as well and my my sister and i played a lot of music together like ukulele and we had a book lit like a huge book of songs that we would practice and ginger qu quickly caught on and she really had she really wanted to learn everything and so we taught her all of our music and she caught on and you know we were practicing all the time anywhere and everywhere we would just bust out the ukulele and be like okay we're gonna sing some songs and we just jam out and i remember one day or uh, we decided to make the boys bathroom our practice room <laughs> i'm not sure why we decided that that would be our practice room but i think it's because it sounded better than the girls bathroom and i remember we just like decided that that was going to be it and we just went into the bathroom and we started making music and it's funny because like we would just bring all our instruments i mean whatever made up instruments that we had we would just like bring in like paper and spoons and forks and we'd use anything that we could to just like make music on and we'd all together just jam out we had a bunch of girls with you know we had a tight knit of girls that we surrounded ourselves with that um loved music as well and we would play all kinds of music and songs and and we would jam out in the boys bathroom like jam out <laughs> kani kapila style <laughs> and 
sooner or later, like, it just echoed throughout the school, and we drew so much people to the bathroom that it kind of became crowded. Like, we there was people jumping in, playing music. Like, we had, like, this whole, like, school of people just busting out their music and joining in and, like, playing music. And, oh, man, I wish we had, like, recorded those times because it was so much fun and it just sounded so good I mean I think we sounded pretty darn good I think we sounded really really good I could be wrong but I think we sounded really good because we just drew so many people to us (laughs) but yeah I wish we had recorded that because I wish I could listen to it now and just the joy behind it and I feel like music was such a great foundation for all of us because we had we built a really strong foundation off of that and we connected with anybody and everybody like didn't matter who you are where you're from it was just like you know music and that and we just connected and um no you know no drama just music that's it (laughs) And that was so great about our our um, tight knit group of people and Ginger and all of us. We just had so much fun together, and that is like one memory that I will always carry with me. Um, but we had so many great times. I mean, there's times where we there's another time where we used to dance hula and we had hula shows. And I remember this one time we were gonna have a show in Lahaina and we were supposed to show up um but you know we were feeling kind of kolohe and we were just kind of like you know what we're just gonna skip hula and we're gonna jump on a boat and we're gonna go to Molokai and (laughs) we did that we literally just jumped on a boat and went and didn't tell anyone (laughs) until we were there but yeah we yeah we did some crazy stuff and but it it worked out you know like it was okay like our parents were okay and we she met all of our family and my family from Molokai and they absolutely just fell in love with Ginger like they just was like yeah you are part of our Ohana now like you are part of us (laughs) and you know and, and then my aunties and uncles would like be like oh is Ginger coming to Molokai come on over and then we just you know she fell in love with molokai too and we would just practically go every other weekend and it became a thing we just go to molokai but yeah you know you just don't find like anyone like that that can connect with your family and it's so funny because i would i find pictures now that has ginger in the mix of all of my ohana like has all my cousins and my all my uncles and here is ginger in the middle of all of that <laughs> and it's so funny i would just like see the picture and i'm like oh my god there's ginger in the middle of the picture and i didn't realize it that we took so many pictures with her um and my ohana <laughs> but that's how close we were we were just like she she is and always will be part of my ohana and my family still to this day my whole family like my sisters my brothers my mom my aunties my uncles they always still ask about 
you, Ginger, and they, you know, I, I always tell them, like, oh, she's doing so well, and man, I miss you too, and I <laughs> wish I could see you and spend more time with you, but I'm just so grateful that we had so much time and so much mo'olelo story that we can, you know, tell our kids now and tell them all about our kolohe days <laughs> and our Maui days, but yeah, it, we had just so much fun days and times together and I you know I haven't seen you Ginger for so long and we just saw each other a year ago and it felt like yesterday like time has never gone by it just felt like normal (laughs) I was super excited to see you by the way but at the same time it just felt like so natural like it you know like it was like you're my sister I could just talk to you and that's what's so special that we have that bond and I'm so grateful that we can um, always connect with that and those memories will always bring us together and I'm just so proud of you Jenner like I'm so glad that you are doing and living your passion and you I, I just love watching and seeing you grow into the mana wahine that you are you're such a beautiful person inside and out a beautiful mother too and I'm just so inspired by you and I'm I'm so happy that we both are living our passions and doing what we love and just grateful that we have the, those times and I hope to see you very, very soon because, you know, I would love to spend like hours and hours just talking with you like we've we've done many, many times before when we were younger. And I just, you know, I I think we could just talk for days. (laughs) So, you know, until then, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And until then, until we see each other again. Ahuiho Malama Pono and I love you my dear sister. Love you, love you, love you. Mwah. Hey Ginger, it's Christy. Um, okay, so I'm calling you to share some memories of of when we were growing up in Maui together, particularly around high school days, um and a little bit after high school. And so there's a few a few uh very specific memories that came to mind that made me chuckle. And one is from our paddling days when we used to paddle outrigger canoe for Nakai Ibalu. And we were in a crew of six six girls, high school girls. Um, and you were sitting, I think, in seat three or four. And we were paddling on Kahului Harbor. And we hit a wave, like a bump. And you hit your head with the paddle and there was a lot like a very loud and thunk and we were like oh my god are you okay are you okay and we all turned back to look at you or turn forward depending on where we were sitting and you had a little tiny gash on your head and you're like no I'm fine I'm fine and we're like okay and so we continued paddling and within like 30 seconds I think the blood from your head and because it was a head wound, right they bleed a lot started to trickle down your face and you saw the blood and you just started screaming and you were like, ah, ah, and it was 
the funniest thing ever. Like I just remember we could not compose ourselves after that. We just continued to keep laughing. Um, and that's one specific memory that came to mind. Um, in terms of more general memories, I just remember bodyboarding with you a lot at Paia Bay. Um, I remember parties that we used to go to and how you were always slow to warm and you would take a little while to warm up and sometimes I would sit in the car with you and wait with you until you were ready to enter the party. Sorry, I'm breastfeeding as you as I'm talking to you so you can hear a little grunter in the background. Um, and then once we got to the party, you were slow to warm and quick to and not so quick to cool um, because we would have to chase you down by the end when we were ready to go home because you would not want to leave. Um, yeah, and then I also just remember Kanikapila um, and you just singing and being in that, just music making and how delightful it was for someone who could at times appear kind of shy to just kind of open up and just blossom whenever music was around. Anyways, those are a few memories. Um, let me know if you need any more, and I love you. Bye. Morning, lovely. Well, on my way to work, and driving along in my memory bank, Oh, the sweet memories, so many sweet memories of the islands and the warmth, sun, ocean. But one memory that has been hitting me lately is at lunch recess. I think it was like junior year, high school, Maui High. Um, we're sitting out under the monkey pod tree. A little spot at lunch recess and... The twins bring out their ukuleles and other group of us playing, singing the song that I feel is so prevalent right now. Time. I needed more time, time, time. I said a T. I am E. Oh, I feel like I just want more time. Um, shared the warmth of the sun, eating coconuts and lily koi and just all day at the beach. And then in class on Monday, scratching my head and all the sand falling out. And us just laughing at everything, feeling so good and happy and strong and vibrant. And, <laughs> oh, so many good memories partying and dancing and toes in the sand, Yumi and Tani sitting in the front seat because we don't want to leave anybody in the back. <laughs> oh, plus memories that are cherished forever. I love you and looking forward to continuing to make them. But, uh, I hope you're having a lovely day and look forward to talking to you and seeing you again soon.
The Americans, my people, are our enemies. And you must understand that. They are our enemies. They took our land. They imprisoned our queen. They banned our language. They forcibly made us a colony of the United States. America always says they are democratic. Lies! That is a lie! They have never been democratic with native people. They have never been democratic with Indians. They have never been democratic with Hawaiians. The United States of America is the most powerful imperialist country in the world. In the world. They control the United Nations. They control the Pacific Ocean. All these nuclear submarines circulating throughout the Pacific. The United States of America is a death country. It gives death to native people. And the only way to fight the United States of America is to be political. Kume! 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 Fight! 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 And even the word Hawaii, its meaning is um, many different meanings some will interpret, but um, not like the word Aloha, which has many different meanings. But Hawaii is um, Ha, is the breath of life and what we all breathe. Vai is water, pure water. And the other I in the word Hawaii comes from um, the name of the one great spirit, uh, Akua God, Manaloa, and his name was E. And it's also the highest pitch that a human being can make in their body when they're making sounds out of their mouth. It's the highest. So for us, it's like the pinnacle of the plumb line that leads us right to heaven. And um, through all the picos, we have three picos, and um, controlled by that, um, by that plumb line. <sighs> yep. And the true meaning of aloha, which is love, is hello, goodbye, I love you, forgive me, I'm sorry. Um, Let's all be humble. Um, let's stand and stand strong and, 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 and stand for what we believe in. Um, those are just the beginning, um, the iceberg, the tip of, of what Aloha means. There's so much depth. It, it, it basically means I would lie down and give my life for you. And to alo is to be face to face. If I were to turn my body and go this way, now I'm not face to face to you, even though you can hear me. But then once I turn, now we're sharing the same um, a visual face-to-face -face, and ha is the breath of life so there's no misunderstanding the breath is straight on forward and not turned to the side and where you say one thing and and um, are not true to it and, and, and mean it um, in the right highest intent and that really is I think for the Hawaiian people when you get to the um, the love of God the love of Keakua Nui Yesupu is um, is his highest intent, you know. Um, I shared this in the kitchen about hula because I'm a hula teacher and I have, you know, I have students and um, that I that I teach the culture to. Why we dance, and um, when I shared with the native um, ladies there, I know we all have this in us. And why we dance, to dance, the hula. To dance is to pray, and that's to pray is to heal. To heal is to give. And when you're giving, you are living. So to give is to live. And when you're living, you're dancing. And it's the full circle. It's the dance of life. 
and um, and I asked, um, I shared that with a lady, and then one of the native girls, that the one question that's been going around with me since I've been here was I wanted to ask um, um, Native Americans, what do you like to be called? And I loved the answer. She said, because of where she's from, and I'm sure all these tribes have their word, but she said, Natistas. And I said, Natistas, if I'm pronouncing it right, and, you know, forgiveness, if or truly if not. But she said, it means people, human being. I mean, that does it for me. That's it. Each of us created in our, in our own magic of gift and life. Every breath counts. Kai ko o kamoana kai lana nei Hawaii nawe wehe ahalulu kahonua haumea na kulukulu e kalani ki e ki e kaumailuna awe ke aloha ole akamalihini.
Raised by dank forest, living in the belly of love at Nahiku, on the edge of Hana, I still feel the energy like the smell of life being generated in rotting leaves, in rainwater, and these colors bring me to those sleepless nights on full moons of my homelands where the winds of Huelo whipped through the cliffs of Mokupapa as I was just a child. Our mother, nature, was testing us to trust our ability to survive with the knowledge that nothing is promised. In this place, I am in an intimate embrace which runs between all living things. I am at home in the dirt as I remember that life and death are in a cycle which can only be spun on forest floors. So my head simultaneously is pressed firmly to the ground and stretched up to the clouds. My senses are open for the pain and gifts of cycle. I stay ready in memory of home 